0: Whether you have a general interest in health and wellness, or you are already a medical professional, we're here to provide you with tools and resources to make informed decisions about your health. This is House Call, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's podcast. Here, our expert providers will share with you wellness tips, information, and general health advice. Thank you for listening. A trend has swept across the country over the past few years, the use of electronic cigarettes or vaping. In fact, the number of vapors has increased rather significantly. The World Health Organization reported about 7 million vapors across the globe in 2011. As of 2018, the number has skyrocketed to 41 million. Vaping is marketed as a healthier alternative to smoking cigarettes, with more than 7,000 flavors available. But is it really healthier than traditional smoking? Dr. Ziad Hanhan Medical Director for Minimally Invasive Thoracic Surgery at Riverview Medical Center and Bayshore Medical Center, joins us on the Health HealthU podcast today to clear up some of the smoke about vaping. Welcome, Dr. Hanhan.
1: Uh, nice to be with you, Brianna.
0: Though I'm sure most of our listeners know about vaping, can you kind of just briefly explain what it is and how it works?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, information out in the press, but... Uh, So if you look at it in comparison with cigarettes, cigarettes, you burn tobacco and you generate smoke. As far as e-cigarettes go, really about three components. Um, One is a liquid cartridge. The other one is an atomizer where where basically uh, it's a chamber with a heating element and a battery. And so what happens is the liquid gets heated up and produces smoke and people inhale it and, and exhale it.
0: And there's different types, right? There's the Juul, the hookah pen, the vape pod, the vape pack. They're all essentially the same thing?
1: Essentially the same thing, um, the basic uh, component. Uh, the, the problem arises is there's also additives, and then we'll get into that a little bit later. But it's not so much that you're not just getting nicotine or THC. You're also getting uh, preservatives, and, and I think that's what the uh, problem uh, arises from.
0: What is in this vape juice or e-liquid?
1: Typically what is found is glycerin, uh, chemicals for flavoring, and nicotine.
0: Now I was doing some research prior to this podcast and I saw something that kind of startled me. Uh, The CDC, they reported that in 2019 there were over a thousand lung injury cases and there were 18 confirmed deaths across, I believe it was 15 states. So I know you just mentioned the particles and the ingredients what are are these, you know, what these people are smoking, is it toxic?
1: So we believe so. I think increasingly so. I mean, if a a kid goes out there and buys a new pair of sneakers and they're white sneakers, you're going to try to protect them. You get two sets of lungs or one set of lungs, two lungs. And for some reason, people are, are quite cavalier about substances. So we know that smoking tobacco leads to malignancies, leads to cancers, and it covers a whole host probably over... 10 to 15 cancers associated with smoking uh, cigarettes so naturally if you're exposing the lining of your lung to these preservatives like glycerol and and, uh, diacetyl um, I think the fundamental problem is going to arise with the additives it's not so much the nicotine or the THC that we're ingesting we're ingesting other things that we don't even know what we're doing And, and some of these kids are getting them from back alley stores.
0: And me being the nerd that I am, of course, I was doing some research and preparation, you know, for this podcast. And I also read an article that was published a few days ago by CNBC that they did some kind of experiment with mice um, using vape smoke. And a large majority of those mice, they uh, developed lung cancer and even some of them bladder cancer. So that being said, do you think in the future there will be some more long-term effects of vaping?
1: I think so. I think this is, um, if you you go back just in our own history in this country, that... Cigarettes were why there was such widespread use and people were given cigarettes as, as gifts and then we figured out that wait a minute You know, this is a this is a problem, but it took a few decades to come to that realization uh, I, I think the same thing is going to happen only fortunately now. We're, we're moving much faster. I mean uh, um, The e-cigarettes have been on the market for a decade or so and already there's been uh, you know warnings from the FDA and, and Congress and so on are, are moving to to limit the uh, access to to, un- to underage people, especially.
0: Even in uh, September, I know the Trump administration, they wanted to put a ban to the selling of e-cigarette liquid flavors. So it's definitely interesting. In your opinion, would you consider this an epidemic?
1: Uh, I would. I, th- I think some of the statistics that I've seen um, that, that are really startling, if people can kind of walk away with one thing, is really the uptake in, uh, of vaping in, in, among high school students. So what I ran across is that in, in uh, 2017, one out of 10 uh, high school students uh, vaped. So let's say, okay, that's pretty easy, that's 10%. What is really striking is that really doubled. So in 2018, on follow-up surveys, now it's one out of five high school students that are using them, so 20%. So if you look at the trajectory, what's gonna happen in, you know, when, when the numbers come out for 2019 or 2020, so I, I'm really happy that we're bringing a lot of attention to this subject. Uh, I will tell you on a, on a personal experience as a, as a physician, I've operated on two patients in the last six months that uh, uh, vaped and uh, had a collapsed lung. Now, I don't think that it was necessarily related. I'm sure it's not going to help with the healing. But the one case that I'd like to highlight is a 23-year-old young lady who came in with a collapsed lung, required an operation to resect the weakened part of her lung, what we call blebs, and remove those. Um, when I put the camera into her chest to, to look at the lung and, and examine the tissues before we proceed with an operation, the lungs looked black and they looked so, it was striking that I I was shocked. Typically lungs, when you want them to look mm. pink and she's 23. So there wasn't a lot of, expo- you know, exposure. She didn't work in the you know, in an industrial field or which was not a car mechanic or, or anything like that. So, uh, f- didn't work in a coal mine, but it looked like she worked in a coal mine. So I, I have to attribute it to some of the dyes uh, that are utilized in, in in vaping, not necessarily the tobacco, but the additives. People are, are damaging their lungs and they're ingesting stuff that may be permanently damaging. Uh, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, the lungs look with all these black spots that I have to I have to think relate, are related to, to vaping.
0: Why do you think that it is gaining such popularity, especially among teens? Uh,
1: I think it, it's multifactorial, of course. I mean, I think teenagers in general feel like they're invincible and they want to try new things so they're more open-minded. Um, and if it's deemed cool, like it, smoking always was was deemed cool, I think, and if you look back in the 60s and 70s and maybe in the 80s, people started kind of uh, saying maybe it's not so cool. I, I think there's an element of, of probably rebellion and and uh, now they make them look like they're you know, iPod chargers and, and uh, so on. So I, th- I think there has been some, some shady uh, marketing uh, by these companies to, to, uh, to children.
0: Yeah, I, I do see some advertisements that deem vaping as a healthier alternative to traditional cigarette smoking. So you would definitely disagree with that statement.
1: So it's tricky. It's a, it's a tricky one. I'm glad you also bring that point up. So if you, uh, the concern with all this kind of Caution with vaping is that people are gonna say okay, you know what? I'll stop vaping and I'll go back to smoking a pack or two of cigarettes a day. So I'm glad that we have heightened awareness Maybe we can really focus on children and high school students not to take that uh, bad habit up, but if you're th- if you're debating between uh, vaping or a pack a day of, of, of tobacco use and you, you want to justify the bad that vaping is getting, and I've had patients go, I just went back to smoking because now vaping is bad, that's a more difficult call. And I think in general, if you stick to, you know, reasonable vaping uh, as an adult without the flavored, a lot of the concern is over the additives. Again, that's, I think, one point I'd like to have come across is that it's not necessarily the, I, I think vaping is bad, but what makes it really worse is the flavored component of it. So, if at least if if a choice between smoking one pack of cigarettes a day or maybe vaping uh, non-flavored, um, you know, tobacco, uh, it's hard to endorse one. So I'm not endorsing anything, but I think um, as far as health uh, risks, you may be better off with uh, with doing vaping as opposed to smoking a pack a day.
0: It's crazy how many flavors there are available. I know personally, I have friends, loved ones, family members. They all smoke or vape, and there's custards, there's apples, and there's bubble gum, and I'm just, I'm just baffled that they do it and put that in their body. So it's. Uh,
1: yeah, it is amazing, and if you think about it, those are kind of, the, and those are really being targeted to to children and the sweet flavors and so on, and those seem to be the ones that carry the highest amount of risks because of the the flavoring. Uh, the chemical flavoring seems to be the, uh, the harmful effect that, that damages the lung.
0: I know you were recently interviewed, too, for Health HealthU online article regarding uh, this question, is vaping better than traditional cigarette smoking? And I know you mentioned something about popcorn lung. Would you mind kind of explaining that for the listeners out there?
1: Right. So there was—for uh, for workers that work in, in factories uh, that were basically making these microwavable uh, popcorn— <laughs> What what it was found that they used a substance to give it a a particular flavor, and it was called diacetyl. And they, because they inhaled it, working around it, and and so on in the factory, they started developing uh, lung uh, disease and lung problems and respiratory type illnesses. And so it was known as popcorn lung. Not that the lung looked like popcorn, but the popcorn factory workers were having all these uh, slew of these illnesses, respiratory type. So that particular substance is also been, has been placed in the cartridges and in the flavoring uh, for the uh, e-cigarettes. And so uh, in a way, we know how we, we know it's a carcinogenic uh, and very harmful substance, and we're still using it for, for flavoring and to, to drive up sales.
0: What are some other signs of vaping-related illnesses?
1: In general, it's, it's uh, pretty straightforward, as you would expect. So it would be things like uh, um, respiratory uh, symptoms, chest pain, uh, labor breathing, uh, shortness of breath, sometimes uh, mild GI distress, uh, nausea, um, vomiting, uh, could all uh, be related.
0: I'd also like to just go back to you know the point you made about it being so increasingly popular with teens and younger adults. Sure. If I were a parent, which I'm not, um, what are some signs that your child may be vaping? I feel like if I was a parent, I would have a ton of anxiety just looming over me at the fear of them becoming addicted to this.
1: Sure, I, and I think that, that that's a good point. And uh, some of the things that are uh, um, intuitive um, to, to a healthcare provider, but maybe not to a parent, would be that uh, dehydration. So a kid may be constantly drinking. Uh, because vaping tends to uh, dry up the uh, the skin, uh, in your mouth and back of the throat and so on. Um, nosebleeds, um, skin damage, maybe some worsening acne that you noticed.
0: I definitely read something online about vapor's tongue, which I thought was interesting. So apparently because of this lack of moisture, um, people who vape might turn to spicier foods or even saltier foods because they lose that flavor perception. So I thought that was definitely interesting.
1: I think that happens with alcoholics as well. Hmm yeah you
0: know. why is that
1: so i think I, I think people that drink a lot of alcohol basically uh, tend to gravitate towards spicier foods because they can't taste the, uh, the it's a it's a dampening of their uh, senses taste hmm.
0: now what are some tips you have for somebody you know either a parent who notices that their child is vaping or even somebody out there listening who vapes what are some tips you have for quitting or to stop limiting it
1: I Wish I had the answer. I mean, I I think we have to really for as far as a from a uh, as a parent of three children You have to basically have open communication lines with your children. I mean, I think uh, People should uh, approach their children especially if they're in high school and ask them about vaping and and not in a confrontational manner and then seek help Uh, I I deal with uh, people who smoke um, Tobacco and I've smoked for decades and I realize it's a it's a bad uh, habit, um, but when you talk to people, it has to do really with the resolve. And some will just make up their mind. Now, mostly they're you know adults uh, when they make this decision in their thirties and forties. But it, um, a lot of them will actually decide that you know this is harmful, and they make a decision and uh, they commit to the decision and they follow through. Um, so that's that's uh, just make up your mind. Now, as far as your your children, um, somebody's children, I'm not really sure that there's a Uh, I would think with increasing um, awareness, maybe there'll be some physicians that will um, dedicate more time, maybe an addiction specialist or so on that they can uh, take their children to. um, And and That's kind of at the top of my head.
0: Again, um, I saw an article online by the BBC where a marketing research group, they estimated that by the year 2021, there will be roughly 55 million adults who vape, which is insane. That, That is an amazing number. So I just wanted to say thank you, Dr. Han Han, for joining me today and kind of shedding light on this increasing epidemic that's kind of sweeping the nation.
1: If we can help one listener, and I can tell you just the, the picture of a black lung. Protect your lung, people, and don't put toxic substances. Don't put stuff that you don't even know what's in the cartridge that you're uh, inhaling. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. The material provided through this HealthU podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.